0: It's officially our 1,000th episode. Woo! Did you buy what? a cake? Yeah, what'd you get for us, huh? Well, what'd you get to, Well, a like would be nice. Maybe clicking the join button. We don't usually ask right up front, but it yeah. is our 1,000th uh, episode and our fifth channel birthday. In lieu of gifts, yes. uh, please uh, like the video. Thank you.
1: And subscribe if you haven't. Uh-huh. And if you're feeling extra generous, you know what to do. Yeah. But uh, we'll tell you now what the news universe got for us as a gift. Uh, more fucking submarine news. I can't believe it. So yeah, the Ocean Gate Titan saga might be over with the submersible found to have violently imploded not long after making its way down to the Titanic. But the post-mortem on this completely avoidable, senseless disaster continues. And while it's unclear if it's even possible to ever know the exact reason that this tiny submarine and everyone on it were vaporized in the blink of an eye, it's certainly no mystery, as evidenced by the seemingly endless documented examples of deceased OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush practically bragging about his shitty submarine being dangerous as fuck uh,
0: that have been surfacing in the past few days and continue to surface. Well, that's one thing, surfacing. The only thing that's surfacing. We go we go over everything that's happened and been revealed so far in this story in our previous three episodes this week. It's a saga. It's so a saga. The, the most damning evidence that this submarine was bound to get a bunch of people killed at some point keeps on coming, though. It, it somehow keeps getting worse. More stuff keeps popping up, and it's like, wow, that was bad. But this email's worse. Yeah. Or this document's worse. Half
1: of it was just sitting there in plain sight for yeah. anyone to see. It's
0: just... Now we know. Yeah, uh, hindsight is 20-20. Uh, here's more from the BBC. Warnings over the safety of OceanGate's Titan submersible were repeatedly dismissed by the CEO of the company, email exchanges with a leading deep-sea exploration specialist show. In messages seen by the BBC, Rob McCallum told OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush that he was potentially putting his clients at risk and urged him to stop using the sub until it had been certified by an independent agency. Mr. Rush responded that he was Tired of industry players who try to use a safety argument to stop innovation. (sighs) The tense exchange ended after OceanGate's lawyers threatened legal action, Mr. McCallum said. I think you are potentially placing yourself and your clients in a dangerous dynamic, he wrote to the OceanGate boss in March 2018. In your race to Titanic, you are mirroring that famous catch cry. She is unsinkable. And he basically said as much in a video interview with CBS uh, uh-huh. after that. Uh, well, it sounds like you hate innovation. See,
1: what you guys are doing, not innovative. What I'm doing is innovative because people don't die on your yourselves. People get fucking vaporized. On he them. heard...
0: He, Red he, mist. He heard uh, Silicon Valley. He said move fast and break things, and he took it literally. Move fast and kill people. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, It continues, In the messages, Mr. Rush, who was among five passengers who died when the Titan experienced what officials believe was a catastrophic implosion on Sunday, expresses frustration with the criticism of Titan's safety measures. We have heard the baseless cries of, You're gonna kill someone! Way too often, he wrote. I take this as a serious personal insult. Jesus. Ego! Mr. McCallum told the BBC that he repeatedly urged the company to seek certification for the Titan before using it for commercial tours. The vessel was never certified or classed. Until a sub is classed, tested, and proven, it should not be used for commercial deep dive operations, he wrote in one email. I implore you to take every care in your testing and sea trials and to be very, very conservative, he added. As much as I appreciate entrepreneurship and innovation, you are potentially putting an entire industry at risk. In his response a few days later, Mr. Rush defended his business and his credentials. He said Oceangate's engineering-focused, innovative approach flies in the face of the submersible orthodoxy, but that's the nature
0: of innovation. What a fucking dick. <laughs> what an idiot. R.I.P. Bozo. Just that guy, by the way. Yeah. He yeah. B- he got a bunch of people killed. Yeah. For you, very obvious reasons You don't now. have to cry for the other passengers,
1: but uh, they did get kind of hoodwinked. It's like, They, I mean, as dangerous as it would have been just at face value, it was so much more dangerous now that we know the fucking facts.
0: Yeah. And as we've learned, basically every other player in the deep sea submersible community has been predicting something terrible would happen with OceanGate for the past five years. With more than three dozen industry experts signing a letter to OceanGate begging them to stop all the way back in 2018. The key points of contention seem to have been Oceangate's refusal to have a classing agency inspect and certify their submarine, and Oceangate's decision to build its submarine out of carbon fiber instead of metal. And we're not engineers, but based on what a lot of engineers have said this past week about carbon fiber, it sounds like it's really not a great choice of material for the kinds of pressures found two miles below the ocean. Especially if it's a submarine that you're taking on multiple expeditions. Yeah, up, down, and up, and down, and up. Pressure, low pressure, high pressure. We're just stretching this uh, rigid carbon fiber. It's basically glass, too. It's limits. It's, it's a very strong material, but unlike metal, it, do, it does not bend. It shatters when, when it does yeah. actually fail.
1: Well, sounds like you're just jealous. Sounds like
0: you wish you were as innovative as me. Move fast and break things. Uh, But if that wasn't bad enough, it somehow gets worse. Here's Insider. A writer who said he was set to travel on the doomed Titan
1: Submersible said OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush told him that for the vessel's hull, the company used cut price Boeing carbon fiber that was past its airplane shelf life. Oh, good. The stunning claim came in a series of articles by Travel Weekly's editor-in-chief, Arnie Weissman, who this week chronicled his experiences with the deep-sea diving company. Weissman wrote that he was due to board the Titan to view the Titanic in May, but the trip was stopped by weather. In fact, just a couple of weeks stood between his would-be voyage and the trip that ended in tragedy this week when the vessel imploded, killing all five on board, he wrote. In general, he said, he was impressed by what appeared to be a risk-averse operation. But one thing concerned him, he wrote. Rush told Weissman that he had gotten the carbon fiber used to make the Titan at a big discount from Boeing because it was past its shelf life for use in airplanes, Weisman wrote. In his recollection, he asked Rush whether that was a
0: problem, but he said he was told that the shelf life dates, quote, were set far before they had to be. You don't understand. It clearly says enjoy by. <laughs> yeah. that, that means it's at its peak. We, you, can, you can have it way Listen, afterwards. It's still don't good. Don't look at the egg carton. You put the
1: egg in a glass of water, and if it sinks, it's still good. If it floats, that's when you throw it out. We're not trying to waste eggs out here. And carbon fiber, uh, you know, I'm sure it's you know, they always, oh, they're just trying to sell more cereal. Yeah. They're trying to sell more carbon fiber.
0: All right? Uh, yeah. Quite the omission, though. Uh, or admission, sorry. Quite the admission to someone who is going down there with you.
1: Yeah, it's carbon fiber. We're doing this innovative thing with carbon fiber. And get this. It's used.
0: I got it. They- at it. <laughs> By the way, you know how you spent $250,000 to come along? Well, here's the thing. I'm actually able to make some money on this because I got this at bargain basement. prices. Yeah i got the cheapest carbon fiber I could find Mm -hmm. from Mm. Boeing. They make airplanes. You know how expensive it is to go buy real good carbon fiber? Uh, Oceangate apparently used to, uh, to claim on its website and in statements by Rush that the Titan was designed in collaboration with Boeing, despite Boeing now denying having any part in it. Yeah, we got the top engineers down at Boeing working on this, so you know it's safe. This is like a, another. That's a lie. This is another standard weird industry thing where if someone does any kind of deal, whether it's just trading parts, buying yeah, yeah, parts, yeah. selling something, it's like we're working in collaboration with so and so.
1: Yeah, I bought some fucking. I bought this at a yard sale down at Boeing HQ. They uh, they helped out so with design. So technically a
0: collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Um, so wow, <laughs> if this guy wasn't already chum, he would deserve to be locked up for life. Yeah,
1: this is a level of negligence uh,
0: rarely seen, because most people,
1: even when they are uh, egomaniacal dickheads, um, they don't want to go
0: to prison for life, for killing a bunch of people. This is like, it's blind ego, it's uh, over-the-top confidence. Uh, yeah, I just... mean,
1: and he was, clearly he was fully confident in Yeah, he went down this with it. Because, uh, yeah, so... But you would think, like, you know, everyone else in the same tiny industry that you're in telling you that what you're doing is bad. Uh, Most people would be like, maybe they have a point. But this guy, he was fueled by that. He's like, they're just jealous. They
0: wish! They're trying to stop innovation. He was upset because he mentioned that it was such a small community and they didn't want more players in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Everything about this sounds like it was entirely preventable, if not for Stockton Rush fully believing that he knew better than every other undersea expert screaming that he was going to get someone fucking killed. And surely this is, sorry for the pun, just the tip of the iceberg. And now that multiple governments are investigating the incident and the families of the victims are preparing their lawsuits, even more maddening information will almost certainly come to life yeah
1: this has all been public information so far yeah once um multiple world governments and uh governing bodies of uh, uh the ocean uh start digging through this company's files and emails and yeah gonna be some more
0: alarming shit just the side-by-side photos of Other submersibles and theirs just packed to the gills with all sorts of like systems,
1: and theirs is like literally—it's a fucking drain pipe.
0: It looks like a a propane tank out in the and the boonies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, this whole
1: situation—it's horrific. Mm -hmm. But you know, the reaction hasn't been entirely solemn. People deal with things in different ways, and a lot of people have been telling jokes. A lot of other people have been scolding those people for being insensitive. How? dare you? People have died. But finding comedy and tragedy is not unique to this situation. In fact, if we go back 113 years to the original tragedy that would eventually inspire this latest tragedy, people had some jokes back then, too. They didn't have Twitter, but they did have the local newspaper. That's right. And a few years back, the Twitter account Yesterday's Print compiled a a thread of examples of newspapers in 1912 Having a laugh about the Titanic, uh, really not that long after it sank
0: to the bottom of the sea, taking hundreds of people's lives with it. Yeah, here's the Wilkes Bar evening news. It was kind of the Titanic to provide a ballroom for the mermaids. Oh, that's a
1: good one. That that really tore it up back then.
0: Yeah, they were like, ooh, who's gonna do in
1: 22. Here's the Topeka Daily Capital. If you own a lifeboat, now's a good time to sell it. There's a big demand for lifeboats and prices have gone up. <laughs>
0: the Jewell County Republican, one of the beauties of aviating is that there are no icebergs floating in the sky.
1: Yeah, because that shit was brand new back then, too. Like, oh, aviation, it's so dangerous.
0: It's like, well... (laughs) Nothing bad will ever happen to our beautiful dirigibles. (laughs) Powered by helium! I mean,
1: they should bring them back. I, I'm a big dirigibles They're beautiful. Uh, revivalist. I think it's fucked up that there's like only like ten dirigibles in the world, mm-hmm. and you none of them are really for passenger flight. They're just for telling you to buy tires. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's the Washington D.C. Evening Star: the adjective unsinkable, like the word fireproof, will be accepted hereafter only in an approximate sense.
0: Damn. <laughs> the Butte Inner Mountain. At all events, the scientists seem to agree that icebergs in the path of ocean liners are not conducive to safety.
1: Uh, the Tampa Tribune. At last accounts, the iceberg
0: was uninjured. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> iceberg is undefeated. <laughs> the Topeka Daily Capital. We confidently expect the senatorial investigation to establish the fact that passengers on the Titanic, who were not rescued, are dead. And that's all we do expect. Uh, yeah, and then there's there's a lot
1: of interesting, like, meta-commentary in these clippings. Uh, like, apparently, a lot of people wrote poems about the wreck of the Titanic that were published in the ensuing weeks. We kind of saw this with 9-11, too, where, like, it took a little longer, but just a lot of artists making songs. Country songs. songs. Uh, yeah, lot, I guess that happened in poetry after the Titanic, mm-hmm. and people very quickly got tired of them uh, in a way that's very relatable. Yeah. to uh, the modern time. Uh, here's one. A number of amateur poets over the country persist in making a bad matter worse
0: by trying to put the Titanic disaster into verse. Was, did they try to rhyme that? Uh, probably not, but wow, it, they bars. did. They did, yeah. If the people on the Titanic had known what the poets were going to do to them, maybe some of them would not have cared to survive. The
1: horror of the Titanic disaster is not yet over. The poets now are breaking loose in fearfully and
0: wonderfully constructed sentences. Humane societies ought to offer prizes to all poets who will abstain from writing about an ocean liner whose name began with a T. One of the
1: poems about the Titanic disaster says, There are no icebergs in heaven. <laughs> and the Kansas City Star remarks that there are no icebergs in the other place either.
0: Wow. Um, also, I would assume no ocean liners up there. Yeah. Or down there. Yeah. Well, there's a river down there. The river sticks. Mm-hmm. Get those pennies. hmm Another recurring topic seems to be the fact that every Titanic survivor's version of events included them being on the very last lifeboat <laughs> and how that simply could not possibly be true.
1: The number of persons who left the ill-fated Titanic in the very last lifeboat already promises to exceed the number of people whose ancestors came over in the Mayflower. Yeah.
0: there's that that another
1: was... thing that people used to claim a lot of. It. I was on the last lifeboat. Ah, wow! So
0: you—I barely got on. I had to push a child off that lifeboat. It would. I would. That would be something I wouldn't exactly brag about because yeah, you are. You would inherently
1: have to like screw someone else over to yes, get on that lifeboat. Y-
0: you <laughs> yes. You are witnessing the immediate death of yeah, other people because is, of
1: you taking up space. At first glance, it does make your story a lot more dramatic. Although it doesn't really need to be that much more dramatic. But no. yes, it does raise questions about. How you
0: managed to get on that final lifeboat while yeah. others did not. I would be like, look, I was on like one of the first five. We had no idea that yeah. there was not going to be enough room. Yeah. I was like, look, I just walked up. They put me on there. I didn't ask questions. If you're on the last one, especially if you're a man, like 18 to <laughs> 40. Everyone's just. Yo, what <laughs> the. F- and the last lifeboat, you say, I'm all, I'm all she's got. Uh, yeah, seems a little sus, as yeah. uh, the kids would say. I do like, and I guess back
1: then everyone was just like, listen, I'm as American as they come. My ancestors came over on the Mayflower. That was just a thing people would say. Yeah. To, but, like, if there's no fucking way that all of your ancestors listen, were on the fucking Mayflower.
0: I come from a long line of assholes. My yeah.
1: dad was the last one on the lifeboat <laughs> of the Titanic. <laughs> uh, here's another one. It would be interesting to know how many times the last boat left the Titanic since, according to their stories, most of the survivors escaped in it. Wow. Must have been a big lifeboat.
0: The number of passengers who were rescued in the very last boat of the Titanic now nearly reaches the sum total of the army of tourists who had intended to sail on that vessel, but changed their minds at the last moment.
1: And, uh, yeah, that was uh, another thing. I guess a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I was totally going to be there. Totally be there. Mm-hmm. You saw that a lot with 9-11, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, it's a good thing I woke up late. And, like, at least a few of those later turned out to be Steve easy type stories yeah. where it's like, no, I've been telling the story a long time. Okay, well, I, I looked at the flight. It was one of my options.
0: No, he was uh, in, he was in the building or said No, but the I'm building. saying
1: like yeah. know, a lot of these flight stories, it's like no, you didn't. You oh, didn't the... show up like five minutes late to the
0: airport. You mean the ship? No, For 9-11. Reason. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about Steve Ranazzisi being in the building. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I'm talking about how
1: similar to I should have never mentioned Steve Ranazzisi. Oh, okay. Similar to Steve Ranazzisi, who. Uh, had some proximity to the disaster, but not nearly as much as he later claimed and whose story snowballed. A lot of people were like, yeah, man, I was supposed to be on flight 93, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I I just missed it. Yes. If I hadn't tried to take a shit uh, before leaving for the airport, you know, I'd be dead right now. Although if I I was on that flight, wouldn't have happened, you know, because I'm Mike Wahlberg. That's Uh, right. But yeah, a lot, at least a few like big examples. People like looked into it and they're like, no, 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 you weren't due to the airport that morning. Mm-hmm. Shut up.
0: Just like with this, I'm sure there was lots of people that were like,
1: I was totally gonna be on the Titanic, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm just smart like that. I'm I was just like, built
0: different. Ocean? No thanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but finally, as proof that time really is meaningless, um, you've even got left-wing newspapers in 1912 posting about the Titanic, almost exactly like how Twitter socialists in 2023 were posting
0: about the Titan. If the wreck of the Titanic proved anything, it was that wealth counts as nothing before the forces of nature. But the capitalist press loses the lesson and teems with the heroism of the rich while ignoring the heroism of the poor who were left by the hundreds to perish in order that the heroic rich might be saved.
1: Brutal. I mean, they're not wrong. No. They're, they're spitting facts right there. hmm Anyway, that's your submarine news for now. But in other aquatic news, it is once again, Time to check in with our friends, the Orcas, who we support and want no trouble with. Yes. So far, most of the Orca news from the past few weeks has focused on a tiny strip of ocean between Spain and Morocco, Mm -hmm. where Orcas have been attacking boats on a near daily basis and even managed to sink a few of them. People have been talking about this as if it's, you know, it's an Orca uprising. It's an Orca thing all over the world when it's really just a thing for one pod of Orcas out of the thousands of Orca pods around the world, which can be very distinct with different unique behaviors, even their own languages. Orcas are fascinating creatures. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we all love the idea of the world's orcas rising up and reclaiming the seas. But let's be real here. This is a very isolated phenomenon happening in one part of the world.
0: Or is it, Elliot? Or is it? Because here's The Guardian with some news. An orca repeatedly rammed a yacht in the North Sea off Shetland on Monday in a concerning development following previous interactions between the cetaceans and vessels in the Strait of Gibraltar and Portugal. Dr. Wim Rutten, a 72-year-old retired Dutch physicist and experienced yachtsperson, was sailing solo from Lerwick to Bergen in Norway. He was fishing for mackerel with a single line off the back of the boat when the orca suddenly appeared in the clear water and hit the stern of the seven-ton boat. I said, Shit! <laughs> Rutten, who said he had heard about the Portuguese accidents, told the Guardian, The whale hit again and again, creating soft shocks through the aluminum hull. What I felt was most frightening was the very loud breathing of the animal, he said. (laughs) The orca stayed behind the boat, looking for the keel. Then he disappeared, but came back at fast speed twice or thrice and circled a bit. Maybe he just wanted to play or look me in the eyes or to get rid of the fishing line. This is the same behavior that has been seen in the Iberian orca population, but it is the first time it has been known to happen in northern waters. It's because the orca probably saw what they were doing to horses over
1: on those Shetland Islands, and mm. was like, what the fuck is that? That is a tiny-ass horse well, with as, a lot of hair. As, what are you
0: doing? As we're learning, the ocean, sound travels very easily in the ocean, so they, they might be see, talking. You guys ever heard of a Shetland pony? You're not going to believe this. Get we, up here and look we at We have this.
1: to kill whoever whoever invented this. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the Strait of Gibraltar and the Shetland Islands are about 2,000 miles apart. They are not close. And this is unusual behavior for orcas. It has to be taught and learned. This is not something that naturally happens. It all started with that white Gladys. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's pretty odd that orcas in the North Sea just decide to start ramming boats not long after orcas in the Mediterranean start ramming boats, uh, especially considering that the ones down by Gibraltar haven't left the area. They're a family, they stick together, and they got a good thing going. Mm -hmm. So uh, one marine expert that the Guardian spoke to theorizes that the Gibraltar orcas might have told another pod of orcas about it while those orcas were just sort of passing through on their way north, Mm. and then those orcas passed the message along, and so on, until it made its way to the North Sea, to the orcas hanging out there.
0: Yeah. Great. Um, Cool. Love it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, orcas, they don't have the internet, at least not in a way that we understand. But they can still get the word out, which is fucking wild. And, yeah, if that's what's happened here, that is awesome. Good for them. It's, it's amazing. Nature is amazing.
0: Can't wait to see this all play out and continue to do so.
1: If an orca in Gibraltar got a message all the way up to the North Sea about how cool and fun it is to break boats, yeah, you know, let them do it. Mm-hmm.
0: They're better than us. We'll check in next week with more orca news and see how this is evolving. It would be fucking wild if this were to just, like, spread like a like a social virus, where just a, a game of orca telephone. Just the, seeing an orca now is like an open threat to humans. Uh, yeah. If you're out on the ocean and you see an orca, I, I would be hesitant to to mess with it at all. Yeah, no, I don't want just any Just leave
1: problem. the area. Uh, probably bring some fish with you in mm-hmm. your pocket.
0: Throw and them off your trail and a sail, just in case you get stuck. They rip the the motor off. Oh yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want no trouble, but see, I avoid all of this. But by yeah. staying here on land, got my land legs. I lo- I love snorkeling, but I even now I'm second guessing ever going back into the ocean.
1: Well, snorkeling is cool because in most places where you snorkel, you're in such a shallow area that like the most dangerous thing you're gonna see is maybe like a small shark.
0: Yeah but They're not gonna hurt you're to, you like, you're like you're up
1: here on the surface and like like four or five feet below you is coral. Oh, I, you I go down even... I go down okay,
0: but like it's uh it's I've been threatened by the ocean for my entire life. when it, growing up, I had to learn to shuffle my feet getting into the ocean so that you wouldn't get stabbed through the leg by a stingray. It's called the stingray shuffle and you gotta do it in Florida. And also you gotta watch out for jellyfish and of course uh, the undertow, which will just take you away.
1: Uh, this doesn't sound fun at all. We but it is have, fun. When we you didn't get far have that
0: here in California. We just had the dirtiest fucking water in the United States. Yeah, I, I feel like, as far as like currents go, it's far more dangerous here. Uh, yeah, no, I, I
1: remember as a kid getting caught in uh, some very moderate rip currents, and it is terrifying. You, yes, you do. You just go wherever die. wherever
0: yeah. it wants you to. Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least on the Gulf Coast of Florida, yes, that does and can happen, but. Uh, relatively calm compared to the actual oceans. Still though, stingray shuffle. In any
1: case, I'm staying on land. I like it better here. Mm -hmm. Also the Pacific, way overrated. It's fucking freezing. Oh yeah, ice cold. Ice cold, the water's murky, you can't see anything. Stay on the beach. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, watch out for needles and glass.
0: Okay, I
1: will. But now let's check in on what's going on here on dry land where it is safe. And good. Uh, we've got a, a couple news stories this week about how comically shitty it is to be a worker in this country, starting with a real doozy of a story that involves just about the wackiest labor law violation we've ever heard of. It's, it's going to make you mad, but it's going to make you laugh. And make you think. Uh, so, <laughs> here's the Washington Post. The owners of a Northern California Taqueria chain will pay $140,000 in back wages and damages after federal investigators found they used a fake priest to elicit confessions of wrongdoing from their employees, the Labor Department announced this month. Labor officials began looking into allegations that employees weren't being paid overtime wages at the Sacramento-area chain Taqueria Garibaldi in May 2021. As investigators contacted employees, they learned that a man who purported to be a priest had been introduced by the owner, quote, to get the sins out of the restaurant workers, Jeez. one former employee said in an affidavit filed in the case. Hey, guys, uh, this, is my, this is my friend. Uh, this is Father... Uh, Father Steve, he's uh, easier to get the sins out. Hey, tell him all your secrets. Hey, we make better tacos when we're free of sin, so uh we're going to get the sins out. We're going to set up a little makeshift uh confessional down there by the by the, bathrooms. by the bathrooms and uh obviously he's a real priest, not a fake one. He's a real one and he's bound by uh, you know, priest penitent confidentiality Religious so, law. Hey, uh don't have to worry about any And he is getting back to me and Mm -hmm. uh, just get it off uh, your chest. Get the sins out.
0: Guess what? More time uh, to spend at work. You don't have to go to church anymore. We have cut that
1: out of the equation. Everything is all good. So you're all working on Sundays.
0: Give me 10 Hail Marys and uh, 10 carne asada tacos. Yeah. Father Steve here has all
1: your religious needs taken care of so you can work even more than before.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're going to go a little bit over 40 hours a week, but
0: we're going to... We're going to take care of that, aren't we? Yeah, we'll knock some of those Hail Marys off. Yeah. There you go. Well, the reporting continues. The priest began the meetings with a prayer. Labor Department investigator Raquel Alfaro testified last year and then asked the employees whether they were loyal to owner Eduardo Hernandez and whether they had ever stolen from him. As soon as the confession started, I found the conversation to be strange and unlike normal confessions, where I would tell a priest about the sins I wanted to confess, former employee Maria Parra said in her sworn declaration. The priest mostly had (laughs) work-related questions, which I thought was strange. (laughs) The government was unable to identify the man who acted as a priest, though Alfaro testified that employees knew him as Hernandez's friend. Local church authorities are completely confident he was not a priest of the diocese of Sacramento. Spokesman Brian J. Visitacion said in a statement, "No, that's not one of ours." So tell me your sins. Okay, yeah, no, that's great, that's great. But like,
1: you spend a lot of time here at the taqueria, don't you? So you must have you must have committed some sins here here at the taqueria. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Brian. He's, uh, he's a, he can be a real tough guy, can he? I mean, I'm his friend, I'm You're his priest friend, in? but he can be a real jerk. And you know, sometimes when someone's someone's being a real jerk, sometimes you know you may you maybe want to take a little money out of the till. Hey. Or, uh, Jesus know.
0: forgives, by the way. Yeah. So you know, you want to get clean. this off your chest.
1: Yeah. So I'm all ears, and yeah. trust me, goes in here, and then it's just between me and Jesus. That's right. So yeah, the pre the fake priest thing it was it was just one detail in a case that involved all sorts of more typical labor violations, like intimidating employees into altering their time cards to avoid being paid overtime, threatening them with adverse immigration consequences, stealing their tips, um, and also making workers take their lunch breaks in the walk-in refrigerator. Uh, you can eat food, but not where anyone can see you. You go in you go in the fridge.
0: I like going to places where the workers are eating because it makes me feel confident in the food yeah, that, that uh, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the fake priest is definitely a new one. Um,
1: seems like they invented a brand new labor violation, which is pretty remarkable in yeah. the current year. You'd think they would have figured them all out by now, but yeah. fake priest. Yeah. And yeah, your prize for this achievement is paying out $140,000 in damages. So.
0: And a very angry and vengeful god.
1: Yeah, you have Angered God, and uh, the Yelp reviews are, of course, they've been review-bombed to hell. My favorite ones, uh, whenever a business gets uh, review-bombed on Yelp for something terrible they ended up in the news for, my favorite ones are the people that give it five stars and uh, tell a fake story, mm-hmm. and this one, it was like, I was like, yeah, I went there and like the food sucked, and I went to complain about it, and then this priest appeared out, and he said, hey, come talk to me in this confessional, and like... Uh, you know, I told him my sins and then I told him about the nachos and he, you know, he gave, made me do a Hail Mary and they gave me a a hot, fresh plate of
0: nachos. So kind of weird, but pretty good, I'd say. Can I speak to the manager? I'll do you one better. You can speak to a man of God. (laughs) Come on back. Come on back. All right. Tell me about how the restaurant sinned. Don't hold back. Come on. My lips are tied. Uh, In other labor news, though, here's a story I believe that we covered way back when it first was reported on a little over two years ago or so. But now it has a happy ending. So there you go. Here's the Macon Telegraph. After complaining about not receiving his final paycheck of $915, a man discovered 91,500 pennies dropped off in his driveway by his boss, the owner of a Georgia auto shop, according to federal labor officials. A pay stub with an expletive written on it was left on top of the pile of copper coins that were coated with oil. McClatchy News previously reported. Miles Walker, the owner of AOK Walker Auto Works in Peachtree City, decided to pay Andreas Flatten in pennies, March 12, 2021, after learning the former employee had gone to the U.S. Department of Labor about the missing paycheck, according to a lawsuit filed by the agency in federal court. How can you make this guy realize what a disgusting example of a human being he is? You know what? I've got plenty of pennies. I'll use them, Walker is accused of saying, the complaint shows. He had $900 in pennies. 91,000 pennies? Yeah. That's, that's crazy.
1: Also, just I love the reaction of like, oh, you're going to report me to the authorities for something I definitely did? Uh, uh, I'll show you. Hmm. Oh, you're mad at me for not paying you the money I owe you for the work you did for me? Well, you got another thing coming, buddy. Uh, it continues... Now, Flatten is owed much more than the value of his final paycheck after taking the matter to labor officials, which accused Walker of retaliating against him, according to the agency. Walker and his company will pay $39,934 in back wages and liquidated damages to nine employees, including Flatten, in response to the lawsuit the agency announced in a June 16th news release. It's a lot of pennies. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know if I have enough. An investigation by the Department of Labor's Wage and Hour Division found that in addition to retaliating against Flatten, the former employee and eight other workers weren't properly paid for working overtime, officials said. Flatten will be paid $8,690 in back wages and liquidated damages as part of a federal judge's consent judgment issued on June 13th, which resolves the case, court records show. Workers are entitled to obtain the wages they earned without fear of harassment or intimidation, wage and hour regional administrator Juan Correa in Atlanta said in a statement. So here's a pro tip
0: for all the business grind set people watching. First of all, don't violate labor laws. I know it's no fun, but you need to actually pay your employees with the road. On time. But secondly, if you do manage to fuck that up somehow, don't try pulling some retaliatory stunt that's absolutely going to end up in the news. Go viral online. And then the, the, the Labor Department's already looking into you. They're going to start looking a lot closer if you do this kind of stuff and are making it very clear that you are, in fact, this type of person, the one who habitually violates <laughs> labor laws.
1: Yeah. Uh, this. If I had to work for the government, this would be the... This would be the department I'd want to work in. Yeah, some of this I stuff would, this, is fun. I would, wake, I would get up out of bed every day motivated to uh, punish uh, these types of people.
0: Yes. This uh, It reminds me of the uh, the fun one, the uh, McDonald's Monopoly investigation. Oh, yeah. Where the guy was like, you know, just on the side, I'm going to be looking into this. Because <laughs> this, this seems a little suspicious. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I love McDonald's and I love being an FBI agent, but something stinks here.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Investigating's fun.
1: But uh, here's the thing about labor laws. Um, They are very important, but sometimes something that feels like it should be an obvious labor law violation is, in fact, totally legal. For example, if you're working a construction job, you got to stay hydrated, obviously, especially if you're working somewhere that gets really hot, like, I don't know, Texas. You really don't want people operating heavy machinery passing out from dehydration. It is hazardous to them and to their fellow workers' health, and it's also just, it's bad for business if someone's fallen asleep at the wheel of a steamroller. However, Texas Governor Greg Abbott disagrees. Uh, For too long, construction workers have been coddled like babies with their precious water breaks, costing their employers countless billions thanks to their laziness. Well, enjoy that last sip, because
0: it's the last one you'll be getting for a while. Here's the Texas Tribune. In a week when parts of the state are getting triple-digit temperatures and weather officials urge Texans to stay cool and hydrated, Governor Greg Abbott gave final approval to a law that will eliminate local rules mandating water breaks for construction workers. House Bill 2127 was passed by the Texas legislature during this year's regular legislative session. Abbott signed it Tuesday. It will go into effect on September 1st. Supporters of the law have said it will eliminate a patchwork of local ordinances across the state that bog down businesses. The law's scope is broad, but ordinances that establish minimum breaks in the workplace are one of the explicit targets. The law will nullify ordinances enacted by Austin in 2010 and Dallas in 2015 that established 10-minute breaks every four hours so that construction workers can drink water and protect themselves from the sun. It also prevents other cities from passing such rules in the future. San Antonio has been considering a similar ordinance. Texas is the state where the most workers die from heat high temperatures, government data shows. At least 42 workers died in Texas between 2011 and 2021 from environmental heat exposure, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Workers unions claim this data doesn't fully reflect the magnitude of the problem because heat-related deaths are often recorded under a different primary cause of injury. And not taking 10 into minutes account- of
1: drinking water every 4 hours, this is a fucking outrage.
0: This it's not ruining... taking into account like the, the damage that is done from yeah. not dying but suffering from yeah, heat-related injury. You know, even if you don't pass out
1: or die, it's uh, your brain is not working at hundred percent when you are in the sun, feeling dehydrated,
0: especially uh, in a construction job where the heat is actually a lot harder than the uh, hotter than the air temperature.
1: Yeah, if you're working especially if you're working uh on a roof on a, or on asphalt. Yeah, asphalt like you are it's a lot hotter than it would be otherwise. Those things they literally they absorb uh And also the this is the
0: sun. Very rich coming from a guy who sits down all day.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It's rich coming from anyone, but especially from this fucking asshole. Yeah, he's
0: the worst. And that's why I make fun of him for his disability.
1: Yeah, dis- he sucks. I haven't been following it too closely, but his attorney general, or at least former attorney general, sounds like he's in big trouble. <laughs> Ken Paxton? Yeah. Sounds like he uh, broke a lot of laws. Which, yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know. If that's the case, it seems, I don't know. You might want to look into, you know, the people this Ken Paxton guy most uh, closely worked with. Uh,. They, they might have some dirt on... What's that? I'm hearing about this Ken
0: Paxton guy for the first time.
1: <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great news for anyone working construction in Texas. Um, at least, you know, the law doesn't kick in until September. You can enjoy one last summer of not worrying about dying a totally preventable death, doing your already inherently dangerous job.
0: Well, September is also a very hot night. I
1: know. Uh, but yeah, look, this is the kind of innovation and business-friendly atmosphere that is luring businesses and families from across the country to the Lone Star State. So uh, there should be no shortage of new construction jobs for you to die of thirst at. We got, we got housing to build. We
0: got offices to build. Um, we got workers to kill. If only there was some giant, news-dominating, symbolic thing that just happened where you risk the lives of anyone involved because right. of your your... Eagerness to innovate, break rules, and put people at risk. Well, what so what Stockton Rush was doing was
1: heroic. What these workers are doing by taking their water breaks every four hours is completely disrupting, yeah. uh, you know, they're disrupting everything. Like, we, we used to build things in this country. Now all we do is drink water, I guess. It's, yeah. it's not right. This is insane. <laughs> this is yeah, what a are basic you doing? human need. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? This is so stupid. This is ghoulish. And, uh, yeah, like, the people supporting it, they're like, uh, well, you know, OSHA should make the rules. And, like, literally, OSHA's official stance on this is like, no, this is a bad idea. Like, uh, the local communities would know best how, uh, you know, how to enforce these kinds of things, being that weather is different in different places. And, yeah. uh, also, it's not really that hard to schedule uh, a work day. Uh, you know, like, they're acting like, oh, God, we showed up to the job site and then we found out, oh, no, the workers need water every." four hours, and like, that just ruins everything. Well, how are we going to do this? It's like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Stop being a baby. This is going to end very poorly, and uh, people are going to die as a result well, of it. Well, that's fine. You know, for every Texan that dies of a preventable death on the job, two more new Texans move in. Because everyone wants to live in Texas.
0: Yeah, but those people that moved in are just Republican podcasters.
1: Everything's bigger in Texas, including the amount of preventable death.
0: Chastise people for making jokes on Twitter all you want, but Governor Greg Abbott is telling construction workers they can't drink water. He's a bad man. Hmm. So we do have the headlines half of this show coming up next, but first, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it's not only the easiest possible way to make sure you're getting all your daily vitamins, it's also great for keeping that gut nice, healthy, and regular. (laughs) AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water and it tastes great and it makes you feel good too.
1: AG1 has all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. Working together is one. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood,
0: immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. AG1 is daily nutrition made really simple. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive and covers all of my nutritional bases. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee for me. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good day to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase so go to athleticgreens.com weird or click the link in the description below that it's athleticgreens.com weird check it out
1: and this episode is sponsored by box of awesome uh one of my favorite things about getting a box of awesome from bespoke post every month is how it sneaks up on you you forget that it's coming and then one day boom on your front door... A gift for the, me! The best box you'll open all month, yeah. filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. Let's see what we got this month. Uh, we got
0: throwing knives. Yeah. A little holster. I got uh, this uh, this really, really nice sushi set with a, a, like a sample of a bunch of soy sauces. Oh. It was very nice. And I've been in the market for one. I just It's one of those things you don't really... By yourself, you get it as a gift, and they knew me better than. I got
1: a kit. I still I need to do this. I need to set aside time for this, but it's a kit for basically growing a uh, caprese salad at home. Perfect. All the ingredients. Yeah. See, like a little tomato plant is a make your own mozzarella thing. Mm. It's wild. I need to do it. But yeah, it's it's like a surprise party whenever this shows up in your doorstep, no matter what you have going on this summer. Box of Awesome has you covered from camping gear essentials cookout must-haves, and drink
0: game upgrades, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. So to get started, you can take the quiz at boxofawesome.com, and your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses, which is great. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small, up and coming brand. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. And you can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD at checkout for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD.
1: And now for the headlines half of the show the funniest, best, weirdest headlines
0: just bizarre from around the world mm-hmm. starting
1: with tell me if you heard this one before colorado springs attorney says chat gpt created fake cases he cited in court documents oh it happened i thought it was what like three weeks ago where the guy in new york did it and it was literally it was front page news across the country oh. I, I do not
0: understand how another attorney made the exact same mistake uh, maybe he did it before it hit the news and he was sweating afterwards Ooh, Ooh, I should probably double-check this. I got this. some people I need to talk to. Hey, you know all those things that I filed? Uh, I'm going to need those back.
1: But it was the exact same circumstance, too. Like, yeah. this person was trying ChatGPT, and they're like, uh, I need relevant, like, cases to cite. And they're like, uh, what cases have to do with this? And ChatGPT's like, it's like, oh, wow, that's so much faster than, like... Uh, it's it's like having an assistant. Trudging through LexisNexis all day. It's like, yeah. uh, tell me about this case. And it's like, here you go. It's like,
0: wow, that's it's amazing. Completely made up.
1: And... Uh, <laughs> The uh, But also, this person at least figured out that they'd fucked up before it got to the judge,
0: but they'd Damn. already submitted it. I'm telling you, it's and, probably because uh, they saw the news and they were like, oh, yeah. shit.
1: But, um, yeah, also, I find it kind of interesting. It's been like a month since any anyone was touting the, the like, benefits and innovations and disruptiveness of... Uh, Chat
0: GPT. It's like, a- it's... That's it, because earnings reports and uh, all that stuff came and went. Well, All these companies got their chance to be like, yeah, we're doing the AI thing.
1: Yeah, and I think everyone who was, like, gonna try it has, at this point, tried it. And like it's easier probably to do it seen the, you know, actually found that it has a lot of limitations. Like this, where yeah. it, it will lie to you. It will tell you very convincing lies. You cannot trust it. Yeah. but it's just funny because there was like months back then where like every week is was like oh my god ChatGPT is going to change everything it's just it's been quiet eerily
0: quiet the only person who hasn't learned their lesson is David Zaslav who recently typed in what should I cut next and ChatGPT said TCM yeah no it's the classic movies who watches that shit I, I just love it it's fucked I, I let, everyone yeah. in the industry like, is like no it was
1: like Spielberg Scorsese and um, Paul Thomas Anderson like got Zaslov in a room they're like sit the fuck down yeah we got we got some words for you buddy yeah but uh yeah the, the funniest or saddest thing about TCM potentially going away is a lot of people are like uh for years I've uh anytime my parents are watching Fox News I'd switch it over to Turner classic movies and they see some movie they yeah. haven't seen in 50 years and immediately just like it's like distracts on them cocoa melon for yeah. infants. yeah you know he was uh he was considered quite a stud back in his day uh-huh. what were we even talking about <laughs> yeah it's great
0: it's a pacifier for boomers.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up. Someone needs to take this company away from him. He's a bad man.
0: How many times can you fuck up? Well, I guess we'll find out. Here's a story. Maine's oldest lobster trapper celebrates 103rd birthday.
1: And she looks great for 103. She looks not a day older than Now, 80. How big is she?
0: Uh, lobsters get way bigger as they get older. It's not a
1: lobster. It's a human being who traps lobsters.
0: Mm, I don't know. It sounds like a lobster named trapper.
1: No, uh, the, the lob it's not a lobster named Trapper, hmm. although lobsters do get very old. This is a lobster trapper, a person whose job is trapping lobsters mm-hmm. to bring them to the restaurant where they sit in that tank until someone comes in one day and says,
0: that one! Who wants to go in the hot tub? But
1: yeah, is this old lady, and, uh, you know, I, I'm always interested in these longevity tricks, and um, looks like trapping lobsters is uh, the best way to... It's that sea air. Uh, you get out there in the sea air. Oh, the main accent is so fucking weird. It's like southern and northern. Sometimes yeah. dead is better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just drink one Dr. Pepper and smoke 10 Marble Reds a day, and that's my secret.
1: Maybe her secret has nothing to do with the lobsters. Her secret is every time she dies, someone brings her body to the pet cemetery, and uh, yeah. it comes back different.
0: Yeah.
1: But still good at catching Different lobster
0: parts on each, on each uh, mm-hmm. resurrection.
1: <laughs> just part of the job. You work lobsters long enough, your hand turns into a claw. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're 103, so you you must be telling the truth. I'm telling you, it's that sea air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's literally just having a reason to fucking get out of bed. That's true. Yes.
0: Mobility. Yeah. Flexibility. All Mm -hmm. that stuff. Keep them busy. Yeah. That's why uh, you know everyone retires. And I just fucking hate. I fucking hate lobsters. I like to see them die. (laughs) I do it for the thrill
1: of it. (laughs) Got just a murderous streak. I think they're hideous animals. (laughs) I like knowing that every lobster I catch is gonna end up on someone's plate, dead. Yeah. Dead and delicious. Flight attendant charged for bomb threat to stop her ex's vacation. Wow. Usually the people pulling this shit uh, are not directly employed by uh, the airline. Hey, I
0: get a day off. I ruin my ex's vacation. Uh, bada yeah. bing, bada boom.
1: And also this lady. Bada boom. The story doesn't get into this, but I would assume she knew that her ex was flying because she went into the computer and uh, did some snooping around that she That's wasn't hacking. To, Yeah. <laughs> so she's facing a long time in jail. She also, she used her daughter's cell phone. Uh, this will
0: throw him off the trail. To
1: make the bomb threat, and uh, they found text messages from her daughter to her mom, being like, "Why the fuck did you do this? What are you doing? I'm not involved. Stop! You idiot, mom! You fucking idiot! <sighs> so, I thought we were uh, besties. I thought you were my little <laughs> stick up for me, goddammit. it! Anyway, this boyfriend's probably this ex boyfriend probably
0: uh, is probably very validating for him. Yes, I told you guys she was crazy. I uh, I've made the right choice. Yeah. Meteorologist resigns after receiving death threats for climate change coverage. Talk about the weather. Don't talk about the climate. We
1: want weather. What do we want? Weather. What do we not want? Climate. Uh, yeah, uh, This. And, and this is, people are always weird about this, but yeah, most weathermen are, uh, they're not climate deniers. They're aware <laughs> of this, and so when weird fucking weather happens, they're going to mention, like, they're like, yeah, uh, you know this, this is, heat this dome like, that's forming. Yeah, this is unusual. This is uh, this is probably from climate change. And uh, yeah, this one guy in uh, somewhere in like the south, somewhere you'd expect this to happen. Yeah. But yeah, uh, would talk about climate change whenever something weird would happen. And uh, people were so mad about it, they were threatening his life.
0: They, I want you to fucking die. Another reason why Florida is so fucked up. It, they, everyone hates the weatherman because there is no possible way. Mm-hmm. In a tiny fucking elongated schlong that is covered by or separated or, or surrounded by two bodies of water, yeah. to accurately predict when rain, oh, where yeah. and when rain is going to happen.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a it's a meteorological chaos box.
0: There. Yes, and so they're like, oh, I thought it was going to rain today, and it's like it's raining fucking one mile right there. How are they going to
1: predict the climate in ten years if they can't even predict uh, where the hurricane path is going to be? So yes, they
0: they and a lot of golfing, a lot of outdoor activities yeah. ruined by their weatherman. So they're actively hostile towards weathermen. And also, and it's because, hey, there's a hurricane coming, you should probably get ready. Oh, well, nothing bad happened to me this time, so I guess the weatherman's just out to, uh, you know, spread big government lies. Nothing bad happened to my
1: submarine the last, like, five times I took it down to the Titanic. Shut up, James Cameron. Yeah, they're actively (laughs) hostile
0: to to weathermen down there.
1: Well, here's some good news. Everybody in the U.S. is getting depressed, CDC says. Tell
0: me something I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not not the happiest time to be alive. I'd say
0: no. It's it's always so weird when you look up those hmm. uh, lists of like the happiest countries on earth. Well, they have some certain
1: things in common. Um, yeah, and interestingly, yeah, the the uh, the places in the CDC report that are the most uh, depressed are uh, also happen to be the poorest and most uh, economically depressed uh, parts of the country, where jobs have gone places like the Rust Belt, where um, there is just no opportunity. No, there's just nothing. No social
0: safety net. Yeah, uh, uh, you're, you get sick. Terrible education. Die.
1: Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's weird how all the happiest places on earth happen to have a, a robust
0: Ram- social services safety net. Rampant drug addiction to cope from the problems and uh, in lieu of health insurance and proper medical treatment. Uh, a lot of bad things going on. Really weird how uh, the happiest countries uh, are ones that have uh, you know very regulated workplaces and uh, make sure you get a lot of time off. Make sure that your basic needs are met. Sounds like these depressed Americans uh, need to be reminded of a little something called freedom.
1: Yeah. Once they, you know,
0: go down to the bootstrap factory. I bet
1: you're gonna be a lot less depressed when you see those fireworks on Fourth of July go on boom and being like, that's illegal in every other country in the world except here. Because yeah. we have freedom.
0: The freedom to be depressed. That's right. Yeah. Trump stumbles when Fox host tells him his plan to execute drug offenders would include people he pardoned. Yeah, he was so proud of the fact that he had pardoned this one woman in particular. Yeah, uh, yeah, it
1: was very unfair what happened to her. There's no reason she should have been in prison for three decades for drug crimes. Oh, what's that? But sir, Mr. President, you, you said that uh, all drug offenders should be executed.
0: Well, you know, the thing is... Uh, That's the first time I'm hearing about this.
1: His, 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 the way he weaseled out of this, he's like, well, I mean, the, the law, it wouldn't be retroactive. It would be for new drug crimes, you see. And that's why the people would, who, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'll be executed. So uh, that, that would stop drugs.
0: It really sucks that the best, most combative interview against Trump happened from Fox News.
1: Yeah, and like not even, not even because they oppose anything about him, they just don't like his chances and they're hedging their bets. Yeah, that's it. He was when he when he wasn't facing like multiple criminal cases, uh, they, he was their boy. Yeah, but now I also
0: love the mental game too of him thinking he's going into a somewhat safe space. Yeah, that he's going to control the room, and they also put like size-wise their biggest yeah. reporter up their against him because it's that's the kind of mental games that Trump plays.
1: He's a journalistic linebacker, that Brett Bear.
0: Yeah, but that that's the kind of. <laughs> Things that you have to do to him because he is like a child. So mm-hmm. when he sees someone actually bigger than him, yeah, and talking down to him, it'll actually work. Like you can have a, a a journalist who is equally as qualified, but you know, a dude who's like 150 pounds and a, and it looks like a nerd, and he would just walk all over him.
1: Yeah, or someone 185 pounds like Elon Musk.
0: Ah, uh, yes, confirmed. His official pounds. weight
1: 180 pounds. Get real. Must be going
0: to the same doctor as Donald Trump. These uh, these measurements. He carries it's it all in his upper chest, which, yeah. which guides him because it's so awkwardly large.
1: I was kicked out of the gym for staring at women working out, but I'm blind. That is a, that's why you gotta wear the big, big wrap-around glasses, so everyone knows you're blind.
0: Yes, but also I, they would be like, oh, you're wearing those glasses to hide the fact that you're checking out all the butts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can't win it in these days with cancel culture the way it is. <laughs>
0: Cancel culture finally came for the blind.
1: Yeah, not so fun anymore, is it? Social justice—it comes for the blind. Yep. Um, yeah. I well, mean, did
0: they give them the gym membership back?
1: No, this guy. I guess it happened a while ago. But he mm-hmm. even had like the cane. He was—he's not like a hunt Most people that are blind aren't one hundred percent blind. So yep. he's like—he's like if you're—if I'm standing next to you, I'm talking to you. I can see, sort of, just where you are. So I know where to look. So, yeah, this woman comes up to him and starts yelling at him. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, look, I have this cane right here. And she's like, oh, all part of the act.
0: That's even more sinister that you would try to keep this lie going by buying a blind
1: man's cane. She's like, this is causing a scene. I'm just going to go and never come back. Then bumped into things on the
0: way out to further prove the point. At that point, she'd just be like, see, he's still faking. Wow. Pathetic. Committed to the bit. (laughs) Disgusting. That woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. No, she goes to the CrossFit gym. That's right. CrossFit for Jesus gym. Yeah. Yeah. Students are more willing to do homework when they view their teacher as attractive.
1: I mean, makes sense. We've seen so many studies over the years of just like people treat attractive people better, they listen to them more, they have more respect for them. Um, But this this has a lot of potential um, because in this country we have like, you know, Teach for America. We need to, Teach for America needs to merge with like, the modeling agencies and we need to send the the hottest the hottest teachers to like the most messed up parts of this country, the parts of the country where the graduation rate is fucking dog shit. We need to send models straight out of central casting down to these school districts and get these kids we gotta reach these kids. We gotta reach them because they're teenagers and starting to get a little horny. Go on. What we gotta do. (laughs) You send, send some hotties down to Baltimore, mm-hmm. South Central.
0: They made a movie about that with Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Yeah, she was smoke show. Yeah. And it worked, mm-hmm. didn't it? I don't know. I've never seen the movie, but I
0: assume it worked. I saw the one with uh, the parody with John Lovitz. Oh. <laughs> high School High? No, I, I did
1: see that, too. That was good. <laughs> high <five.
0: laughs> I don't remember
1: anything about it, but uh, I remember laughing. Yeah. I was like... Ten when I saw it, so yeah, very young. Not really. I, it's about high school. I was not in high school yet, but
0: uh, I was like, "This is what high school is going to
1: be like." Uh, but you, you mentioned John Lovitz, not Teach for America material. I'm sorry. He's a very talented. Oh, hello. Man, but that guy, no one's going to listen to John Lovitz. We need like a. They will because he'll he'll punch him in the face like he punched Andy Dick. We need like a, a Timothy Chalamet type. Uh, Too short. No, but the the, the Gen Z loved Timothy Chalamet. Oh, okay. Sorry, Gen Z. He's the, he's their kind of twink yeah send him to the schools. They'll listen.
0: okay, all right.
1: We need hunks and babes in our nation's worst schools. I'm just letting him talk. hunks and babes to get these kids in line. Got to reach these kids.
0: I would say that teachers in other countries are probably just more attractive because they're healthier.
1: Well, that too.
0: And again, going back to the you know worst part of the worst part of the countries, uh, you know. Probably not the healthiest food. Yeah. Readily you, you available. You gotta get in
1: a fucking, like, truck to cross the street. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I drive my F-250 Super Duty yeah. to teach at this local school. Yeah. Because I have to fit my lunch in the back. Which is 99 wings. And 55 tacos.
1: 50. I knew it was coming. God damn
0: it. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. Florida squatters create Meth Island, complete with four-story treehouse, a welcome center, and a trampoline. Hey, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it was an island that's not even occupied. There's like a bunch of islands near like Daytona Beach that are just sitting there. No one's using them. Great. And these meth heads, it sounds like they uh, innovation. They did innovation. Yeah. They broke. Got a little commune
0: going on over there.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's like you know, Florida's got Disney World, Universal, probably a Legoland, and uh, you know those are great. But what none of those have is meth. Yeah. And so this meth island. It's off on its own island. No, uh, no one's getting there if they don't want Knowing to get there. Knowing
0: Florida, I feel like this, was, this sounds like a plan they would hatch.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got all these islands. Or the government, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Florida has so many little islands, and you'd think they'd want to put those islands to good use. Mm-hmm. We don't have people with leprosy anymore, but like, I feel like we can do stuff with islands. Yeah, sure. got to be something you can do with these islands. Yeah, you're really making a case for your uh,
0: political career.
1: You need to put all the bad students... And all the hottest teachers on an island in Florida get them to do that homework. Film it. That's how we'll fund the
0: schools, with a new reality TV show. And meth. Yeah. Hamilton the Hog ties up police officers for days, terrorizing Pennsylvania town. Fastest pig alive. The Hogs are back, baby. The Hogs are back. They're the orcas of land. Yeah, and
1: this, I mean... I, they, you know, as a kid, you, especially the kids out in the rural world, they learn very early on. It's not easy catching a hog.
0: Especially if it's greased up.
1: Yeah. So adults, adults in some parts of this country, their form of entertainment when they're not uh, reading conspiracy theories online is to get all the neighborhood kids... And uh, I literally did this a, when I was a
0: kid. I, it is horrific looking a, back on, but we did
1: this at a birthday party. Get a terrified young piglet, yeah, covered in grease, and tell the kids, uh, whoever gets that pig gets a gets a
0: I again, <laughs> I feel horrible. I had no. I was in a, a very young child, but I specifically remember this happening at a birthday party. Yeah. They, we did a greased-up pig who could catch it.
1: Pig had to be terrified.
0: Well, no shit. But what? <laughs> this is the parents' fault, not fucking mine. Did you catch it? Uh, I did not catch it. Oh. No, I don't remember who. Did, I don't remember anything about it except for that. This absolutely just, happened. The pig would be screaming too. Yes, it, it, uh, yeah. The entire time. Yeah, a, a pig in,
1: in distress is not fun to be around.
0: No, it. Uh, but it I'm, is wild thinking back on how many really fucked up things. Happened uh, throughout my upbringing. If
1: I had to guess, this Hamilton the hog, uh, he probably started off as one of those party pigs and got really good at evading yeah. uh, human beings, mm-hmm. even when those human beings have many pig-like qualities. Yes. Uh, so yeah, got away. Like, they did finally catch it, and he's—I uh, guess he's in a—he's—he's a, he's off at the farm having his best life, and that's not a euphemism. He—he uh, he is at an animal. Well, did sanctuary. someone get a
0: prize for catching him? Um,
1: no. Mm. The police, uh, someone at the police station got the prize of writing up a, a, a fun, goofy press release.
0: They I believe we just, it. they had a pond in their backyard, and we just went swimming in that afterwards, too. So it was just a fun day of really hygienic, family fun. Yeah, that's fun. shits and, and eats. Get in there. We would uh, build a jump and ride our bikes into the pond. Like,
1: get a tie ride. and
0: tie... Uh, I could like
1: get a little rusty, probably.
0: Well, yeah, but... We're kids, stupid. Tie uh, uh, two-liter bottles all over the bike so it floats so we don't lose it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: And final headline, Ohio woman refuses to remove 9.5-foot werewolf from her yard. That <laughs> that werewolf is load-bearing. <laughs> that's keeping the house up. And this is from the Home Depot. We talked about this because they have Skelly, but then this past year, they they had like a werewolf and a witch that are also yeah. gigantic. And uh, yeah, this Ohio lady, she got... I guess she probably went to get the skelly and they were all out because they sell out immediately. Yeah. She got the werewolf instead and uh, yeah, she's been on our yard ever since. She buys it triple XL shirts so like a Hawaiian shirt or like an America shirt there's or a a, Christmas shirt. There's a
0: house in Burbank that does this and just puts whatever season it is is. will put yeah. uh, like bunny ears on it, a Santa outfit on it.
1: I was at an event last weekend where they had a, a skelly and it's every time I see one it's, it's
0: just a delight. It's yeah. my favorite product. I think they need to go bigger with it. I was having this thought the other day. <laughs> They need to go bigger with it, but they need to sell it in parts. Like, you get one giant leg, and you put it in the window, so it looks like it's sitting within the house. Oh. And then the other leg in the other window, and then, like, a giant head that's just coming out the back of the roof. Yeah. You don't need the whole body back there. Just seeing it from out front. Yeah. Home Depot. We can go bigger. We can. We can make it. bigger.
1: Come on, Home Depot.
0: Yeah. And we'll make it out of carbon fiber. That way, it never breaks. That's
1: right. Safest material around.
0: <laughs> Safest on Earth. Slap. Boom! <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's our 1,000th episode. Wow. Um, very exciting stuff. The world might be ending. Russia is going through a coup, I guess. Boom. Hard to follow the news because Twitter sucks now. And We'll be uh, back
0: on Monday or we won't. We'll yeah, see. Uh, we'll, we'll let see. you know about this uh, Russia news. Crazy things happening out there, folks. Stay yes. safe, I guess. Um, Fourth of July is fast approaching, so if you do hear explosions, the chances are in this country it's probably just fireworks. In my neighborhood? It's already ab- started, abso- yes. fucking Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Yeah, uh, well, anyways, that's our 1,000th episode. Please hit the like button. Uh, Let's get it to 50,000 likes. Let's do it. Let's get 250,000 subs. Uh, Click the join button. Leave us a tip. I don't know, whatever you want. It's a 1,000. Whatever the hell you want You celebrate however you want, okay? We're going to go enjoy the weekend. That's what we're going to do to celebrate. Drop your confessions down in the the comments. We will not tell the boss. Between you and me, yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll see you soon. Hopefully the world isn't ended by then. New, uh, other videos over here. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.